Yo, what's up with y'all? Today, we're doing another podcast, uh, but we're actually going to be talking about real estate, uh, why you should get into real estate, what you need to know about real estate, which type of house should you be looking for, investment property, or personal. No, we're not doing that, actually, because that would be a pretty boring podcast, although the CPMs on that type of podcast, I mean, if you know about real estate, I highly recommend you to do a podcast about that if you haven't done it. That is a that is an amazing podcast idea, actually. But you saw the title, Hugs and Kisses. Maybe a bit of a taboo topic for me. Uh, I don't really, you know, like talking about it that much. Um, but it's a weird title, and I'll get into that very soon. But The Elephant in the Room. I changed the name of my podcast. Uh, the Millionth Podcast was the first name I came up with. Uh, I thought it was amazing because it tied into the brand that i want to create called the one mil brand however i just didn't think that it was personal enough to me when you look on the apple podcast app and you search up the millionth podcast you'll more than likely find the one millionth podcast a podcast run by these two people that i'm not familiar with i just noticed that i had the same name as them also the name wasn't that that much unique it was not only a plan of the business that I want to start, but the fact that everybody has a podcast now. Like podcasts have just blown up during the quarantine specifically. But I wanted something that was a lot more unique to me, personal to me. Stuff that when you saw the name of my podcast, I wanted you to be like, okay, yeah, I know who he is, I know what he's about. And that's why he named his podcast. Um there's a neighborhood on St. Croix in the United States Virgin Islands called Hannah's Rest. And uh, no, there's no rest stop in Hannah's Rest, but I feel like it was a good play. Because I could have named it Show, I could have named it Podcast, but you're listening to a podcast right now. You know that it's a podcast, so there's no reason to add podcast at the end. Something that I also had to do with The Millionth Podcast, because there was not another name I could tie into that. Like The Millionth Show, The Millionth, you know, whatever. But it just, I, I just, I, w- I wasn't feeling it anymore. I might rebrand soon, but. I can't rebrand too often because as this gets bigger, I want to have a solidified brand. And hopefully, that'll be with the Hannah's Rest Stop name. But I have the topics for this podcast on my computer right now, man. And let's start out with the first topic, intimacy. So, me, I'm not the biggest fan of PDA. I don't really like it, bro. Like, I see it all the time. In middle school, there's this one couple, bro. Like they were, you know, they're in high grade than me. I was in seventh at the time, and bro, they were just, they're wild. There's some wild ones. I mean, just passing period, bro. You'd see these dudes like on top of each other type stuff, man. And it was, it was awkward for me because I was like, bro, I wasn't used to that at all, like at all. I was like, bro, what is this? That was my, that was my first full school year. Uh, in California, bro, and I was like, yo, is that gonna happen to me type stuff, you know? I was like, nah, I was like, nah, I was, it was weird, it was very weird, and from that point on, I don't really like PDA at all, like, with, that's with anybody, not just seeing it in school or whatever, bro, that's with, seeing it out in public, man, like, I'm just not the biggest fan, maybe that'll change as I get older and less awkward, but bro, yeah, nah, Nah, I don't know. Right now, not the biggest fan. But 
that goes to all facets, man. Like just, just smushing your lips together, bro. And like I have chapped lips like all the time. I didn't start using like, like lip balm like oft more often until like two years ago. Swear, like I thought like it didn't matter, you know. I just I just I did not care. But now I'm starting to care, and like I have chapped lips like pretty often. So that's not something I'm even. I don't even know if I'm even comfortable with. But you see it all the time. Like that's in movies involving teenagers, especially. Like that's that's weird. That's weird. Like just capitalizing, monetizing intercourse between teenagers is very weird. Like I think there's a show. I don't know what it's called, but there's this show where it's like a bunch of teenagers, right? They're they're all in high school. And they're just like having copious amounts of intercourse. And like that's the main part of the show. The fact that they're teenagers and they're just having a lot of intercourse. That's that's kinda wild. I'm not gonna lie to you, especially because in most states you can't do that you can't do that until sixteen. But then there's a Romeo and Juliet rule where it's like a three or four year difference and then in California it's eighteen. Um New York it's seventeen. Um it's it's wild and then states like Mississippi and Alabama, I think in that order it's nineteen and twenty one. Like the age of majority. Not the age of consent of obviously, but the age of majority. And I don't know why you ah oh, man. I feel like personally I have done a lot of growth in the past year. So when I just learn more about the laws of uh intercourse and the the laws of consent, rape, stuff like that, like if both of you are under eighteen, right, and you have it in states where it's not, you know, legal. That's that's a rape on both of you, which is crazy. I didn't even know that. And I probably should not be saying the R word on YouTube because YouTube does not like that. But at the same time, like, yeah, man, it's it's wild. Um, be educated about it, of course. And I think that that's very important that a lot more people know about the rules, right, and regulations. They're there for a reason. Um, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But at, at the end of the day, you don't want to be caught up in anything that you weren't meant to be caught up in. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to have that happen. But I went on a tangent. That was supposed to be about intimacy. Hmm. Hmm. I think ah oh, man, I don't know, I don't know what else to say about it. Let me look up the definition of intimacy. The definition of intimacy is close familiarity or friendship and closeness, a private cozy atmosphere, an intimate act, especially sexual intercourse. All right. Hmm. Hmm. I guess a lot of these people have uh, close friendships. Uh, but uh, let's move on to the next topic. Awkwardness is a silent or sometimes a loud killer. Um, yeah. I would say a lot of people are awkward. Most people are awkward. Even if you went past that phase where you're more comfortable with your body, how your face looks, the fact that you're going to look like this probably for the rest of your life unless you get that, some of that plastic, some of that, um, what's it called? Acupuncture, stuff like that. But I'm coming to the realization that <laughs> unless I change like drastically the next three years, this is what I'm going to look like for like a long time in the future. That's crazy. 
sometimes that makes me feel like, bro, something something else needs to happen. Like I need to like, so something needs to happen, but it's not that big of a deal because I've always been, I feel like relatively comfortable with my appearance. I don't, I've never had a problem with how I look, um, how other people view me, because at the end of the day, I really don't care. Reject rejection. You could say that I've been rejected quite a few times and that doesn't that doesn't change the way I feel about myself. And it shouldn't change the way anybody feels about themselves because at the end of the day, high school rejection or even middle school rejection means nothing. It's um simply because you thought that you had a chance. And sometimes it can be a bit of a reality check. Like, man, I'm not as attractive as I thought I was. You obviously shouldn't go too deep with that, all right? But make a change. Why are you not seen as attractive? Are you annoying? Do you talk too much? Does your breath stink? Are you stinky? Right? All those things. You should think about that. And then once you start thinking about that, that'll make you elevate yourself. And maybe that person that rejected you three years ago, maybe they'll be calling you. Maybe they'll be DMing you. Maybe they'll want to meet up, right? Because you changed yourself for the better. And they noticed that and they were like, okay, he's putting in some more effort. He or she's putting in some more effort. They look better today. Okay. Wow. You look you look nicer. You look more hmm, intelligent. I don't know. You just you just will look better, and I feel like that's the best thing that rejection can do. But also, rejection like that can really hurt. You know, that can really hurt. I know that it hurts a lot more for some people. Um, sometimes it hurts in a way because like maybe that person was your friend. Rejection kind of gets in the way of that relationship. You thought that you had something. You thought that you were building something for a long time. Maybe you were thinking about buying a house with this person, getting married to this person, right? You're just thinking like way too far into the future. But that's because you really think you had a shot, man. Sometimes I've thought I really had a shot, man. It just airball, bricked. Just came right back at me, hit me in the head, bro. Head pop. Bow, shirt like that. Was it nice? No, no. Rejection isn't cool, right? And really, I've never been the one to be like, nah. You know, I've never been like, ee, bro. That's tough, bro. I'm ah. I've never been like that. I've never had that had that interaction, and I hope I don't really. But that that has to be awkward. To the people who are like 11, 12s out of 10s, right? You reject people a lot, I'm assuming. How does that make you feel, bro? Because that like, like y'all be doing that a lot. Like, you must like, like the power that that brings to a certain extent. But also like, that must like sometimes make you feel like really bad about yourself. Especially if that person was like, not bad as you got to know them. You just couldn't stand their face or something like that. But man. Some people be doing that a lot. Man, I I feel like I could. Because I'm still definitely working on sympathy. But, man, I just haven't had to do it. And I feel like a lot of people do it or don't do it or think they have a shot because they're awkward. Um, I feel like quarantine has definitely elevated the fact that we need to be, become better socially. And it has magnified the fact that a lot of people are socially awkward. Like a lot of people struggle talking to people of the opposite sex, which is crazy, which is crazy. Or any person that they're 
um, romantically into it. And that's, look, I didn't know how serious it was, but man, I just need to talk to people. Like, I, I can't wait to go back to school in person, bro. Even if it's a hybrid type model where sometimes you're online, sometimes you're at school, but I just want to see people. Like, coming, coming up this March, bro, if we don't get head back to school, bro, that's been a year without, like, any, like, real social interaction with, like, a mass amount of people. Like, I haven't even, even seen my best friend in a while, bro. Like, in a while. Like, that's, man, like, which. So when I get back to school, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try to be less awkward socially. Because I feel like a lot of people do struggle with that. And it's something that should be talked about more. Because I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that serious, right? But, you know, the, the right guidance can help anybody do something that was correct, something that was incorrect. And a lot of people, I don't, I don't want to say awkwardness is incorrect, but it's a, it's a struggle that a lot of people suffer with, um, to put it mildly, I guess. So the next topic I have listed here is comfort. Comfort. Wow. Comfort. I remember very distinctly the time that I wrote this just because of the word comfort. Hmm. It's very important to make people that you are romantically interested with comfortable. Um, you don't ever want to come across as uh, a creep, a weirdo, any words that would describe somebody who is making to you uncomfortable. You don't want that to happen to you, regardless of what gender or sex you classify yourself as. Uh, because that can have very drastic consequences. Um, like Johnny Depp. He could have been making whoever he was with romantically in the past uncomfortable. Like, she was abusing him, right? But she made it seem like Johnny Depp was this terrible person. And unfortunately, because of this, Johnny Depp has lost tons of deals, tons of acting jobs, because she lied. And you don't want to be the person that's... You don't want to have that happened to you because that can affect your life in ways that you didn't even imagine who he was with previously may have affected his livelihood johnny depp may not be able to walk across the street with certain people watching him and judging him intensely because of false accusations and that's very important false accusations uh, you don't want to be the person where you were with somebody romantically and then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, um, he made me uncomfortable. That, that possibly could have been harassment, right? You don't want that to happen to you. You want to make sure that you're trying to make the person that you're romantically interested in as comfortable as possible. And I'm speaking to, the, I'm speaking to this like a lecture, right? But it's also something that everybody needs to learn, including myself. You can't make somebody uncomfortable, right? No matter, no matter what. You might really like this person. But the fact that you really like this person may actually be working against you, which is, which is wild. But at the same time, like it's true, like you being just like this super lovey dovey guy or this man, ah oh man, I really like you. Like saying that a lot, bro. That, that I don't feel like that helps. At least it hasn't worked in my situation. It could be different with the way your face looks, um, the way you carry yourself with confidence. But for me. It hasn't worked that well. So I have to make sure to try to make people as comfortable as possible. Because um, you don't want to be, you don't want to be caught with the charge. Or some accusations, allegations. 
something that may ruin your job chances, right? Something that may ruin your future, just generally speaking. That's all aspects of your future. It could be ruined. Sadly, that's the case. I wish that had, didn't have to be the case. You know, everybody used their words correctly. Everybody tried to make everybody as comfortable as possible. But that's, that's sadly not the society we live in. So try your best. And I'm speaking of this like a lecture, right? But try your best to make people comfortable. And everybody, everybody should learn that lesson very quickly. And there's people who have, you know, fortunately got had, had their lives ruined because the person that they were messing with didn't feel comfortable. So please try to make everybody as comfortable as possible. So the fourth topic for this podcast is I have not my first kid. And the fifth topic, I'm not even looking forward to it at that moment. But it's not that serious at all. I feel like once you get it over with, bro, it's done. It's done. Like, what Like what happens after that? Like, you're not going to feel that. I don't feel like you're going to feel that much better about yourself. Unless that's something that you're really looking forward to. Once you once you had it. You're like, oh, man. First kiss out the way. Ha, ha. 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 And then it's done. Bro, kisses last, like, Five to fifteen seconds, bro. After that fifteen seconds, it's done. You know, you're gonna move on with your life. Probably not with that person. But at the end of the day, it's not that important. That's why I'm not even looking forward to it. And if you haven't had it, that that's like, who cares? Like really, like really, truly, genuinely speaking, who cares? That does not matter. And that may be coming of a from a place of insecurity, but really, like. Who cares? Who cares? You may think that I'm getting a bit insecure about it, but no. Like, for real, like, it doesn't, I don't feel like it matters all that much. Because once it happens, it might not even be with the person that you wanted it to be with. You may have been dreaming your entire life to have it with this one person. Oh, man, that's tough. It wasn't with that person. You may have thought that the person that that you all your entire life, that person that you really wanted, like since elementary school type stuff, right? That person that you really wanted to have your first kiss with, right? That didn't happen. They didn't like you. They rejected you. Or that's tough. But you're always gonna find the next person. And that's something that a lot of people should uh focus more on, finding the next person. Because at the end of the day, if you get rejected, right? And you spend a month or two months on it. You may have ruined the chance at another relationship because you were waiting. You were, you were, you were pitiful. People took pity upon you because you were just acting like very out of character from a simple high school rejection, even a college rejection, a middle school rejection. And I hope that people are getting rejected in elementary school because that'll be, that'll be very, that'll be very tough. Please, wow, oh my goodness, <laughs> what that would suck, bro. Oh my god, nah, please. I hope that's not happening anybody but yeah it's not gonna matter bro like like experts in the field of relationships say that you shouldn't even be looking for lifelong partners until you're like 35 i'm 20 years away from being 35 bro so why am i bugging about this rejection it does not matter i may still like the person right i may still be romantically interested with the with the person that i got rejected by 
Soon, it may change, right? I may be with the one dude in rejection. But really, it does not matter if people are like, bro, wait until you're in your 30s, bro. Wait until you're established. Because from 15 to 25 even, that's not even going all the way to 35. From 15 to 25, a lot of things will probably change in your life. At 15, you're like, you just started high school. Or you're in your second year of high school. Right? Maybe your third year, possibly. By 25, you're probably going to have a degree, right? That could be associate's, bachelor's, or master's. Maybe even a PhD if you went really ham, right? You've probably had your first job. You've probably moved to a new city for work. You're probably renting your first apartment. You have your first car. Um, Like, you're in a new relationship. Even if that relationship doesn't last, you're, you're trying something new. Um, You've traveled to different places that you haven't been to, right? But that's, that's just in the span of 10 years. Now imagine 20 years, right? You probably have your first, your first home, right? You probably have your second car. You probably have kids, right? You probably live in a different area than you did when you were 25. There's a lot of things that can change in just that period of 10 years, much less five years. Five years, a lot of things can change, maybe even more than 10 years. Because from 15 to 20, one, you become an adult, which is very different from being 15. Um, I hope so, because being 15 is pretty boring. I'm not going to lie to you. But 15 to 20, maybe you're in college. Maybe you decided not to go to college route. Maybe you have your first job. Maybe you're doing a paid internship. Maybe a gap year, right? And that's just in five years. Maybe you are in a relationship, right? A lot of things can change in that five-year range. Maybe it's not one year range. And this will be where it's personal to me. So I turned 14 last year. No, in 2019. And, you know, I always, I always hope that there's a big change when I gain a year of my life. But sadly, there hasn't been one. And I don't like stagnancy, so that's kind of sad. But I always expect there to be a big change. There's, ne there's never really a big change. I'd say that the biggest change happened probably from 14 to 15, right? I grew four inches, um, dyed my hair, right? Um, I, I probably gained like one and a half shoe sizes, right? Let's see. Let's see. I'm a sophomore now. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking a lot, a lot more intensely about college. All right, all right, all right. What I want to do as an adult, what I'm doing right now, which is a, which is easy, which is something that I'm very, very passionate about and very interested in. Even if I don't upload as often as I want to, it's just something that I'm still very passionate about. Something that I shouldn't take lightly because this can really change my life if it stays right. Let's see. Over the summer, I really realized that. I really realized what I wanted to do, right? I, I, I realized that maybe the traditional route of working wasn't for me. Maybe I should start my own brand. So I decided to draw up designs. Designs about shirts, shoes, pants, everything, accessories. I found out that I'm way more interested in fashion than I have ever been. I found out that I maybe have been shoving my creative side down Excuse me, because I didn't think that I was a creative guy, just because I couldn't draw. 
I wasn't a good painter. Or maybe I was just fooling myself. Maybe that this art route, this creativity route wasn't right. Maybe I should stick back to this engineering, this super structured route of working. Where I go to college for four years, I become an engineer, and I work as an engineer for the rest of my life. That's boring. Nobody really wants to do that. Now I'm discovering different career paths. Oh, maybe a statistician, maybe a data scientist, right? Maybe just doing YouTube if the thing goes really right. Maybe I won't have to work a regular job. Maybe I can use the funds that I get from YouTube, hopefully, and put that into my brand. Maybe I may be able to have a relationship with somebody right now to carry that into the rest of my life. Right? All those things can happen in just a year. Now that last one, maybe it didn't work out for me, but that's different with anybody. Let's say from 24 to 25, you find somebody at the three month mark of you being 24. You stay with that person until you're 25. It's going to feel good that you, decide, like, that you decide, hey, let me just get engaged because I don't want this person to leave me and she doesn't want me to leave her, right? You decide that now, you're 25, you're about to get married in a year. You spend another year with this person, right? You were fortunate enough to find a good job out of college and now you are renting a house. You have a car. Your fiance has a car. You're not thinking about children. It's now 26. That's just one year again. You get married. 27. You have your first child. By 30, you have two beautiful kids. Right? And that was a six-year span. So much can happen, and we don't know the possibilities because sometimes we're told that that's unrealistic. You, you will never be able to do that. Why don't you just stay with the safe route, right? Don't don't take too much risk, right? Maybe don't 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 travel to this country. Don't stay in this country, right? Oh man, you're you're probably not gonna want to live there for a while, and then because you're gonna probably end up living in America. You're not gonna want to go to Canada for a few days, maybe a few weeks, maybe a few months, maybe a year, just to see what it's like, see what life is like. Maybe you shouldn't go to school in Australia because that's too risky. That's a long flight to come back to San Francisco. Oh my goodness. Hmm. 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 You're told so many things that stop you from doing what you really want to do. And that was very off topic because we were supposed to be talking about my first kiss right now, but it's not important. When I made this episode, I was probably a lot more concerned about it because I cared too much about what other people thought. There's people who are having their first kiss when they're 9, 10, and 11 years old. And I'm 15 and I've, still, and I've gone without it. Does that matter? No. Because at the end of the day, I may just not be thinking about that. I may just not be caring. I may just be more focused on myself and what I'm doing right now, which is YouTube videos and podcasts. I may be more concerned about what I want to do in college and what I want to spend the next few years of my life doing. I may be more concerned about getting a new camera than having my first kid. Those things could all be true. But they also can all be false. They can all be um, just things. They can all be fantasies. They can all be stuff that is irrelevant, right? Stuff that maybe this YouTube stuff 
doesn't go as I planned, and I decide to stop because I'm like, bro, it's been two years. I have ten thousand subscribers. This is not. This is not. This is not how I thought it was supposed to go. Hmm. Maybe this podcast episode blows up. A bunch of people see it. A bunch of people are inspired by it, and they decide to do something creative as well. Whether that's YouTube videos, whether that's painting, whether that's drawing, whether that's running a clothing brand, whatever that is. I hope that you take something from this video, which was originally titled Hugs and Kisses. But it's been, let's see, 28 minutes, and I haven't really, you know, gone in depth with anything. Well, I have. But it's only been 28 minutes, and podcast episodes, man, I want to make mine to at least 45. So I'm going to talk about this book right here. But you know what, Chebe? Things fall apart. So I've read chapters so far and it's an interesting book i recommend anybody to read it um it's about why did you know achebe uh or chinua achebe start uh this book maybe because he thought hmm the culture of nigerians has been falsified by colonizers so i want to give a voice to my people and he decided to write this book and publish it in 1950 now, that was 61, 62 years ago. Maybe this book is not no longer as, you know, important and valuable. Or maybe it is. Because he thought that it's good that I give my people, my country, my society a voice. And I think that's, somebody, that's something that everybody should be trying to do. You should be trying to better in your community. You may not even like the place that you grew up, you were born, that you live in currently. But how about you try to elevate it so that it's like it's better for generations to come? Maybe you say move to Seattle when you're 21. You just finished college, you're about to turn 22, you just got your first car, and are renting an apartment. You see a bunch of homeless on the street. To yourself, man, I'm not very comfortable with having this many homeless people in my town. It's such a close proximity to me because I don't know what they might end up being like. They might be, you know, scary to live around. They may be doing a bunch of drugs. Maybe it's a bad idea for me to live here. Or you can work to help it, right? Not necessarily changing your career path to help some people that you don't know. But elevating your city so that these people have shelter, water, and some food. Right? Maybe this helps one of those people better their life. Right? They go to a job interview, they get the job. Right? They still have to stay in the shelter, but at least they have a job now. When they accumulate enough money, they can now rent an apartment. They use public transportation still. Hopefully, this job goes well for them. They get their first car. And they have their first car, first apartment. You could say that you changed that person's life. Isn't that something that everybody should be striving towards? Helping someone? See, and how does that tie back into the book? Because Mr. Achebe, he wanted to help his people. He wanted to give his people a voice. He wanted to stop the lies and negativity and all the bad mojo towards his people and just change the course of 
hopefully their lives, their society. Hope the Igbo people rise up, right? Fight back against the colonizers who tried to take advantage of them. And uh, I don't have too much else things to say. Um, this is I ran through all the topics. And I promise you, I really do want to make longer podcast episodes, man. But I might just have to start writing longer uh, episodes. Because I wrote these episodes back in September. So I thought that I was going to be able to like just pour my soul into every single topic. But unfortunately, that, that hasn't happened yet. I moved. This is supposed to be episode 9. I moved this podcast 7 episodes down because I thought it was so important to me. The idea that I haven't had my first kiss. But... As we've seen, 32 minutes in, that's not important. What you should be striving to do is better in yourself, better in the people around you. Um, that's it for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Um, I hope you learned something from this, and I hope you take something that I, that I spoke about into your your lives and try to better yourself. Or you could have thought this was boring, right? And you may not ever listen to a podcast episode again. Either way, I don't really care that much. I hope you cared about what I had to say, which is a bit backhanded, but hey, I'm still, I'm still working on it. Um, this was Hannah's Rest Stop, right? Find it on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, a bunch of other podcast sites, man. Uh, Anchor is who I'm working with right now, and I'm hoping to get monetized very, very soon on both YouTube and with podcasts. So I can start upgrading this, um, making this better. And making the experience better for everybody watching. No more mic. You're not seeing a mic here. And I hope that the audio was a lot better. But if it's not, I do apologize. And I will get the audio better soon. But gotta remember, I'm, I'm, I'm a startup YouTuber. Probably don't watch many startup YouTubers. But this how it just is. If you watch all 34 minutes, I really do appreciate that. Because that's rare. I, I, I can't listen to myself for more than five minutes straight. Like, hearing myself talk on the phone, like, if it has echo, that kind of pisses me off, because I, I don't like hearing myself talk that much, but I hope you enjoyed me talking. Yeah, man, I've just gone on for two minutes with this outro, so I hope you enjoyed, enjoy the rest of your day, and um, thank you so much for listening. All right.